Another thing I'd like to put into context for our listeners is that everyone in this story is dead now, so none of this matters. I thought you were dead. Sun out of your eyes and be yourself. Heard you were dead. She's dead, wrapped in plastic. That man's dead back then. It was worse than dead. Must be dead. Is this a dead man, Ducky? Oh, God! Oh, Jesus Christ! Good evening, everyone, and welcome back to the Roast Mortem Podcast. I'm Tom. Hi, Travis. I'm Mike. Tonight in studio, Cody couldn't be with us. He's out of town on a business venture. So uh, we got a good friend of the show, Andrew. Hello, boys. Hello, my Andrew. What's up, Andrew? Hey, guys. Thanks for coming. Thanks for having me. Of course, I, man. I, thanks for being here. It's nice to be here. Um, Andrew, since usually I ask these guys, how was their week? How's your life? <laughs> it's so fucking good. It's, it's excellent. Positivity, bro. Yeah, that's it. I mean, I'm not lying at all. It's uh, totally great all the time, every time. Imagine if you met someone that was like, my life is always good. <laughs> always good. Here's to feeling good all the time. Oh, kill me. Classic, man. <laughs> That's what that ends up being. You know, I, what was that movie? Pleasantville, where Tobey Maguire was painting people? Oh, That's what it's like to be happy all the time. It doesn't work out that way, does it now, Warner Brothers? No. So when was the last time you got uh, the Warner Brothers? Dude, I don't fucking wear tall tees anymore. <laughs> I did, but get off my case. Wait, you right? wore tall tees? I thought you were bringing something up. I thought it was flying under the radar. The t-shirt, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, you know what I mean? I didn't. All right. Well, I was just everyone's week. Had a good week. I didn't wear tall tees this week. I took a shit in a brand new bathroom this week. Nice. First person to ever take a shit in this person's house in a brand new bathroom. It was me. That's sick. Did you make the bathroom? helped create it yeah that's pretty cool that's like shitting on your own baby exactly <laughs> that's awesome good job mike i'm proud that you're a dad thanks <laughs> all right let's roll into it someone asked me stuff uh who's on the clappy boy i'm so glad you i'm glad you asked oh okay i'm very glad you asked Bye. we're gonna be roasting francisco pizarro gonzalez does anyone know anything about this man he was a Spaniard. He was. <laughs> I know nothing. A Spanish man who uh, ended up being the ultimate Incan yoinker, if you know what I mean. Loved taking the Incan's gould. Loved it. Ah, like, Big, a, like a backwards temple guard. Memories. You know, some people think back to like when they're in high school. Oh, what a good time. But he thinks back to that time that he took all this Incan gold. That's nice of him. Yeah. Right? <laughs> I'm sure he asked. I'm sure he was Sounds like, like excuse guy. me, Incan boys. May I please have all of your gold? Yeah. <laughs> he was one of the 16th century Spain's biggest bastards. Ah, biggest bastards. Or bastardos. <laughs> He's responsible for ruthlessly conquering Peru and viciously murdering and enslaving masses of Incan folks. All for gold and to spread Christianity. This dude was worse than Rick from Pawn Stars and Mel Gibson combined. <laughs> <laughs> do you think they have like a, uh, like those two guys, do you think they have like a Megazord type of thing? I, I like know they, they do. do something? I think so. Um, so during this time in history, the Spanish and other European countries have been traveling the Americas to collect their vast fortunes in gold and land, but nobody did it quite as shittily as Pizarro. 
Oh, there's a dog whining. Oh, a dog. He's whining. Yeah, a dog whining. Dog what you want, dog? Let's get into fun things. Hell yeah, I like fun and Spanish things. Right? Pizarro was born the bastard son of a Spanish soldier in Truglio, Spain, somewhere around 1474, 1478. We don't have an exact date on the born day, but the story goes that his mom was really broke, so she inherently didn't care for him. So she dropped him off at a church in Santa Maria Truglio. Oh, that's where they keep all the saints. And the tale goes that Pizarro managed to survive by suckling on the teat of a cow that was outside the church. Ah, uh, he's get he's an ut boy. You gotta do it. You gotta he's do like to survive. That's, yeah, that's the yeah. kid that's on the uts, you know, packages. The, the pretzels. Yeah, the little girl. Yeah, a little Pizarro. <laughs> they used to look like girls. It's Pizarro. Ooh, uts. Yeah. <laughs> uts just breaking all those gender norms before we even had to talk about this stuff. Yeah, right. Yeah. Thank goodness for that. <laughs> he never attended school, so he had no idea how to read or experience a fire drill or put a condom on a banana. And he was illiterate his whole life. He spent his early life herding pigs in a region of Spain that had a lot of pig herders. It was just a normal thing to do. You know, uh, if you live out in Iowa, you probably work at a gas station. It's the same thing. <laughs> Pig boy, hut man. Yeah. Since herding pigs gets old quick, Pizarro decided to enlist in Alonso de Ojeda's expedition, in which they intended to colonize the Panama Isthmus. Ah. Mike, what's an isthmus? Dude, don't even ask me. I I have no idea. Oh, God. Are you sure you want to take a guess? Isthma? What was was the word? Isthmus? 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 It's It's like the stuff that's in Pepto Bismol. Yeah. It is? Pink pink isthmus. (laughs) That pink good stuff? Uh, Shooting their way over to America's because we got a lot of pink good. Oh, it all makes sense now. Yeah. It's basically when you pink sock a continent. That's an isthmus. <laughs> Real quickly, before I continue with Pizarro, I want to get into Alonso de Ojeda's backstory because he's one of the OG conquistadors and was the forefather of fucking up South America beyond recognitions. Big on that. Oh, yeah. So with the Spanish royal blood coursing through his vein and his military abilities, skills as a swordsman, he became good friends with the Catholic Church, because they liked this at the time. Now, we do know for a fact that the Spanish Inquisition was happening at this time. Ah, Spanish Inquisition. And I double-checked that like four times. Oh, so. I know. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> I got that. Yeah, they loved him. Well, we also, you said Spanish blood coursing through his veins? Yes. Like the, the Spanish nobility? Yes. Yeah, so he's retarded. <laughs> he was retarded, yes. I mean, we know, you know, uh, John the Sixth is way older than that, but or like newer, I guess. You know, I think he was like a couple centuries later, but they're all inbred. They just yeah, love right? it. Basically back then. Yeah, Spanish royalty, all about blasting yeah. other royalty, which is like your sister or your brother. Yeah, like, geez. weird. It's all about, the royals are all about not stepping outside their comfort yeah. zone. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so he actually sailed with Christopher Columbus on his second journey to the to the Americas. Other boys, yeah, they're boys. So Christopher Columbus and Alonzo, good friends, just like making out, hanging out, holding like, hands. Yeah, just doing on, on, the, on the fucking what was it, the Santa Maria? Yeah, the Nina, the Pinta, the Santa Maria, and the Pinta they used to call something else, but I don't want to get into that. After his first journey to the Americas. Ojeda was commissioned by the Catholic monarchs to sail for America again, in which he did in 1499 with three caravels. Do you think that when he came back the first time, he was like, guess what? 
Spain. This is fucking sick over there. They got a lot of gold and shit. But they weren't really listening to him. They were just checking out his puka necklace and checking out, like, the cornrows he got put in and, like, those earrings. He got some, like, fake earrings. Yeah, because this was yeah. in the Caribbean region. Yeah. That was the Americas. They didn't actually yeah. make it to, like, mainland till a little time later. Yeah. Like, they they just went to Sandals Resort. Yeah. <laughs> got a cool t-shirt, too. Yep. <laughs> Think we can get one of those? <laughs> Dude, you got. I went. Over, there was a guy playing a steel drum. I don't even know it's from the island, but you know, <laughs> he was playing a steel drum, and they had an open bar. So on on his trip over to the Americas, this is where he traveled with Amerigo Vespucci, the nerd for which this country was named. Everyone have a drink now. The expedition wasn't actually approved by Christopher Columbus. It was just the monarchs and the church. So Columbus got super mad. So there was beef between Alonzo and Columbus. This is when Alonzo named Venezuela. So you can see how this is going. This guy has a lot of influence. He's got the push. And Columbus mm-hmm. doesn't like him. But that's the way the monarchs like to run their shit. They like to get these slightly smaller guys than them to fight against each other. Because they always got to report back to the monarch. Yeah. Whatever they're going to find is going to be theirs. Exactly. So if they can pin people against each other who are willing to put their necks on the line and run these expeditions, and they get them competitive, they're going to get more land in the name of Spain. Oh, yeah. Sure. Right? Yeah, got you. Yeah. I mean, we're butts on the line. <laughs> so this first mission that he went over on, the scarcity of goods and slaves resulted in poor economic return for the investors. But Alonso was praised by some who believed in, like, manifest destiny and people who had to collect big maps because that's what they were doing over there. Yo, dog, I love maps. Right? <laughs> So by chance, Columbus and Alonso's crew ended up meeting in Hispaniola, just off the coast of the Dominican Republic. The two posses faced off in a scuffle that resulted in a few dead folks, and Ojeda ended up taking many of the captives back to Spain, to which he sold as slaves. And Columbus's team was split up and was totally outnumbered by the brawl. Alonso's men were able to fuck him up bad. Oh, hell yeah. So now he was like the cool guy to the royalty. Uh, we don't tell this about Christopher Columbus. Come on, Italians, wake up. It's not all about, uh, you know, Parmesan. It's, it's, it's about something else at times, you know? It's about paella. Yeah, I'm just saying, like, he was all about paella. He was a paella boy. Like, it's about variety. Yeah, he didn't go back to Italy. He was like, hey, Italy, can I sail a ship? And they're like, nope, you can't. Go to Spain. Right. <laughs> the way the laws worked at the time. That they were able to capture some of Columbus's men. They were able to bring them back to Spain and sell them as slaves. And people are like, didn't you work for Columbus? And he's like, well, this is my job now. I have to tie your shoes every morning. (laughs) So his second voyage to Venezuela ended up real shitty. He went there to colonize. There was a colony called Santa Cruz. And it was the first Spanish settlement on Colombian territory. And therefore the first on American mainland. Okay. So this is the first territory. So Alonso's huge. Uh, Bigger than Columbus. So is this Colombia, like actual Colombia in South America? Yes. Okay. So we got this guy just fucking rolling in and going, uh, I'm actually taking this property. Fuck you, Columbus. <laughs> but the colony ended up being like a hot mess. A hot fucking mess. Like 22-year-old girl at Bonnaroo who doesn't even make it to 7 p.m. mess. <laughs> <laughs> the colonists were like top-notch peen suckers to the indigenous people and picked fights they couldn't handle. Oh, well, I mean... fairly outnumbered. I'm just saying... You got these men and these women that are living in the jungles of Colombia. They've been doing it for centuries. You get these stupid little white people coming over there. And they're like, I got my jeebus. I'm going to make this. I don't even know. Like, what are they cooking over there? They're like making his corn. 
<laughs> and then the jungle, the people in the jungle are like, these guys are dumb. I don't want to be Christian. I'm going to fuck you. I'm going to fuck you with my spear. Uh, that did happen a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't care if you got gun. I have spear. I have many spear. You got yeah. one gun. Take forever to load. <laughs> yeah. It takes so long to so load. So slow. And that was match locks. That wasn't even flint locks. Yeah. I hide behind tree. Wait, because so long to load. <laughs> Dude, hold on. But all right. Because I know that we're going to be talking about a lot of fighting. I just want to talk about matchlocks. Fine. It's your birthday, so who gives a shit? <laughs> uh, right, matchlocks are very stupid. You can skip ahead 20 seconds of the podcast. Yeah. All right. So matchlocks are very stupid. It's basically like you bought a Yankee candle. You have that wick hanging off your gun. You got to make sure it's lit. You go. And it just says burning little fuse. You pull the trigger and the fuse drops onto the, uh, the black powder. But that's dumb. You're walking around with like a wick on your gun. Little, yeah, little so wick. if it's yeah. windy, your gun is just an extra stick. Yeah. I think that they should just, I mean, I bet they put like incense or something on there, you know? like. So how do they do it? They use like manipulation and stuff like that? Well, right now, um, the way the Spanish are going over there, their shit's not together. Yeah. Because they're going on a 15-month journey. Where they're pretty much starving the oh, last yeah, three months there, yeah. because like, raisins and shit. Like, that not. only goes so far, dude. <laughs> they just drive into the sunset, right? <laughs> yeah. So by the time they get there, they lost a few men, and then they just kind of try. Yeah. And <laughs> they think God's on their side, so it's all good. You know, like, they're going to make every shot. There was lots of guys thinking that. You know, like, yeah. that one shot took them 30 seconds to let off, and they're aiming it right at some little brown guy's chest, and they fucking miss. <laughs> they think that God has disgraced them. So they have to, like, keep going to prove more to God. Crazy Christian mentality. I just want to see that one guy, Paco, who's like, I don't know if I believe in God anymore because he hasn't dropped any Capri Suns on our our village. I'm so thirsty, and (laughs) I would love to have a drink in a pouch. (laughs) And Paco's like, oh, I guess I'm an atheist. So this colony didn't even make it three months. Plus, as it turns out, There were personal difficulties between Ojeda and his men. At this point, Ojeda's partners, two tough guys named Vergara and Campos, took Ojeda's prisoner, uh, abandoned the settlement with a small plunder that had been captured. Ojeda was put in a prison just outside the Dominican Republic where he was held until 1504. Mm. So this is a man who who went in there with swing and dicks. (laughs) Tremendous. Killer dicks. And all of a sudden... All of a sudden, his men hate him because he told them they were going to get gold. They t- he told them they were going to get this shit. But they walk into the jungle, and it sucks, and they're all getting killed by people who are smarter than them that just so happen to have less weapons. And, uh, yeah, here we are. We got Alonzo. So he ends up making a third trip. Wait, he went back to Spain with more puka necklaces. Yes. <laughs> well, he spent a lot of time in the Dominican okay. Republic. Because he's in jail. Yeah. yeah. So, he, didn't... he was... He didn't spend time there. He was in prison. No, no. He ended up when he was he was let out of prison in 1504. Oh, okay. But he ended up spending time there. He was like hanging out at future local 7-Elevens and Wawas. <laughs> and he learned Is that, that what they have in the Dominican Republic. I guess so. <laughs> so he learned from that King Ferdinand the Catholic was interviewing people interested in colonizing and governing the section mainland currently on the border between current day Honduras and Nicaragua. Okay. So he hears about this. He's like, I'm going to get back over there. So Alonso and another gentleman named Diego de Nuesca, who were the best candidates for the job, basically what happened was 
Ferdinand is like a huge pile of mashed potatoes. He can't make a decision. He's like, oh, you're the best ones? All right, both go <laughs> and divide the territory. Uh, and it didn't really make any sense because no one knew how vast the territory was. Well, yeah. I mean, this is a guy that can't read. <laughs> well, I mean, no. Uh, Ferdinand? No, not Ferdinand can read. I'm talking about our boy. Our boy isn't involved yet. I'm giving you the backstory oh, the, the on Alonzo. Backstory. Oh, Alonzo. This is Alonzo. Alonzo Giojeda. All right, Alonzo. If you are confused, sorry. There's a little sorry. bit that I know we don't have a lot of Spanish-speaking listeners. Yo soy langosta, tu madre, y yo. That's, for, that's in sap. Gracias. In hindsight, no one knew who, how big this property was, but even if they were, like, the same size, who's to say one side didn't have, like, way too many bees and the other side had a lot of soft serve? Like, it didn't fucking make sense. They just had to find out. So on the third journey, he recruited this illiterate pig herder. In fact, he recruited a lot of illiterate pig herders, and one of them was our dude, Our Pizarro. boy, Pizarro! <laughs> yeah. So this is how Pizarro gets into the conquistador lifestyle. I keep saying Alonzo or Ojeda, that's the same guy. Okay. So if I, you know, if I'm confusing you, no, uh, that's all, on you. It's all coming together now. Yeah, right. no, I'm just gonna, I pictured it as Lando Calrissian the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> so he's like, when does he get the Millennium Falcon? It's coming, dude. Okay, cool. It's coming hard. <laughs> um, yeah, so he fills up his ship with illiterate pig herders, and the pigs had to stay back, but Pizarro found himself right at home on one of Alonzo's four tiny ships. I mean, these ships were much smaller than his competition ships. Way smaller. Like, Diego had these massive fucking firm honkers of ships. <laughs> the Hummer of ships. Alonzo's ships were, like, sad and tiny, and girls talked about them. Hey, know, like, whoa, 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 whoa. I'm just saying. so tiny. I'm just saying, like, you don't have to overcompensate. I drive a little cum fiesta, Ford cum fiesta, mm. Andrew, you drive a Ford Focus. You're not driving a Jeep. No. Just not overcompensating here. You know what I mean? Well, uh, it's not about that. It's, you know... I just drive a practical car. Yeah! Know. He's driving a practical boat! B- back then, <laughs> back then, the size of your ship was very important to royalty. And they would give you a budget, but you'd have to work within it, and you'd have to have friends, and you'd have to borrow from other people. Yeah, but who Alonso the fuck... Alonzo wasn't looking good right now. Who the fuck cares about those clep palette motherfuckers? Yeah, true. They are idiots. But seriously, they're, they're these tiny little ships that all the girls are like. <laughs> but either way, Pizarro's first ride to the Americas was on one of these tiny ships. Alonso quickly ended up trusting Pizarro and put him in charge of the San Sebastian settlement when they reached the modern day Colombia. And Alonso was able to explore more ground as the other ships sailed off. So the four ships sailed away. And mm-hmm. he's there with a new settlement, and Alonzo's in charge. Out of nowhere. This guy can't read. Yeah. He's just, but, you know, he's charming. Oh, I guess. I, he can hurt they, pigs. Yeah, I was going to say, do those are pigs there? Yeah. There might be. Dude, thing that I love about Latin American food, they love pig shit. Mm. Like, not pig shit, pig food. They just love pig food. Yeah, I was saying, a Cuban, it's got two pigs on it. Oh, I love the Cuban yeah. That's sick. Yeah, that's really good. Maybe it all comes back to Bizarro. We'll see. He might have invented that sandwich. So as it turns out, Pizarro finds that exploring is a bitch. Mm. See that on a lot of bumper stickers. <laughs> uh, Pizarro's settlement was quickly in the shit when some natives came by and started shooting everyone with poison arrows and calling them bad names. <laughs> so Pizarro guided 60 of his men to two baby ships that Alonso left him. 
You know, those tiny ones. The little baby little ones. Google, Google got right. <laughs> But as he loaded them up, 30 and 30, and started sailing away, one of them sank immediately. So that sucks. <laughs> so after watching 30 good pig herders sink to their doom, Pizarro set sail to Cartagena, Colombia. Oh, shit. That's where they a, filmed that Netflix show. Uh, that was Medellin. Yeah, in Colombia's. Yeah, that's uh, the Narcos. Yeah, this is the Pizarro's. Right. So during this time, Alonzo wasn't doing too hot either. His navigator was hit by a car. (laughs) (laughs) It was a poison arrow. Just kidding. It's a Pinto. Alonzo had to beach his measly, pathetic excuse of a ship and walk 400 miles through bee-ridden jungle and mosquito-filled swamp to get to Santo Domingo. Overall, the trip was disastrous, except for the guys who made poison arrows. Well, yeah, because they were just hanging out with the bees. We're in business now, boys. <laughs> Dude, I just thought of like this whole thing, like kind of Lord of War. It's the illegal poison arrow trade, international. You know? Dude, black market poison arrows. Yeah. Oh, oh fuck! But either way, <laughs> Alonzo's whole caravan of dudes who had come over here... Out of the 1,250 men that he recruited, only 200 survived. It's pretty bad. Yeah, that's bad. No, Wait, how, how many was the original crew? It was 1,250. Those aren't good odds. No. <laughs> that's not. Dude, some made it. You know? Some did. Well, Pizarro did. He made it. That's all that counts. Mm-hmm. Well, for the story, yes. For this <laughs> podcast. Wait, that's Absolutely. the end of the show? Because he's one show. of the guys that Thank died. Thank you for, for listening to Rose Morning Podcast. <laughs> Tom, I thought this guy would have done more. Oh, he did. I'm I'm just having a Josh. At least oh. won a hot dog eating contest. <laughs> oh, Tom, you're always joshing with us. Uh, I can't help it. When it comes to Alonzo, he died. 1515, he was broke and just embarrassing. With all the ladies laughing about his tiny ship, he died. That's it. That's it. That's it. So Alonzo's out of the picture now. So we're going back to uh, Pizarro full-time. Did Lazaro make donkey sauce? Pizarro. No, Alonzo. Oh, Alonzo? Enzo Amore. Did he make donkey sauce? You know he did. Hell yeah. Get that donk on it. (laughs) (laughs) So Pizarro, uh, he got a big break. In Cartagena, he ran into a business associate... Of Alonzo named Esquizo. Escuzi. <laughs> yeah. So uh, he had brought, Esquizo himself had brought about 150 relief troops, which doesn't do much if you think about those numbers. They shook hands vigorously and probably for way too long after agreeing to set sail together to Araba, Colombia. Oh, Another you know, point. You know that they did the handshake and then they kissed each other's cheeks. Yeah. Papa. Mama. Santa Maria. That's how they do it over there. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not stereotyping. That's legitimate Spain, Espanol way of doing it. Exactly. That's, Papa Santa Maria. So they're shaking Jesus. hands and they're going, hey, we're going to ride up to Araba together. This is going to be awesome. So as soon as uh, the two captains' ships are ready to go, Esquizo's ship hits a sandbank. So he's out of the picture already. <laughs> Pizarro continued to sail with his old men and a few of the new men that he stole from Esquizo. En route, he met with another famous explorer named Vasco Nunez G. Balboa. He decided to join forces with him. So wait, where are we right now? We're off the coast of, like, Colombia? We're off the coast of Colombia. Okay. Um, more northern part. Okay. And uh, he, he, the business partner that he just shook hands with, done already. He's Sandaboy. Right. So he ends up finding this dude, Balboa. 
Rocky. Exactly. <laughs> the joke's already there. Mm-hmm. They're in Philadelphia right now? That is north. <laughs> yes. The city of brotherly sand. <laughs> so in fifteen thirteen, he accompanied Balboa in his crossing of the Isthmus of Panama to the Pacific. He didn't like that Balboa took the role of his new boss, but he went along with it anyway, since Balboa had discovered and claimed a lot of the region known as Castilla Gioro, which is Colombian Panama border. Okay. Where the gold was ripe for the taking. That's like the taint of the Americas right there. Yeah. Like the thinnest part. Mm-hmm. It's like very right thin. It meets, <laughs> it meets South America mm-hmm. and Central America, North America. Is that taint. Imagine the United States, America, yeah. as we know it, and it's a big ball sack. <laughs> <laughs> and Mexico into Panama is connected to another ball sack. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so it's it's right there at the connection where two different ball sacks enjoy each other's company. I think we should have I think we should do a geography section. Like you just describe a country. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. perfect uh description of what an is it the smiths is. Yeah. It's a hard word. It's 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 Balboa discovers this area. He names it Castilla de Oro for the Spanish royalty, and he was kinda asking King Ferdinand II to be like, hey, make me the governor of the area. I found it. So King Ferdinand II, who kind of looks like he'd be great casting for the show Freaks and Geeks, appointed a dick named Pedro Arias Davia as governor. What is that guy? Is he a cow cow farmer? I don't know. Well, these these are all royalty men. This is what, what's okay. very strange about this picture is that everyone here is the these people who have have had the courts of of royalty and right. and have all this influence. And we have Pizarro here who works him, himself up from sucking that ut to all of a sudden <laughs> just being friends with all these high-profile deads. Oh, know? yeah. So Pizarro ends up becoming close associates with Davia, and the governor actually assigns him to his own labor force of natives and cattles to take care of the area. And Excuse me. The natives- Andrew, we encourage beer opening. I'm not opening a beer. I'm just going here. <laughs> you don't need to be quiet about that. Okay. Alleged. So he gets his whole force of natives and cattles to do what they will with the land, and the natives didn't mind so much, but the cattles were furious. So Davia and Balboa actually hated each other, and Davia wanted Balboa out of the picture. So like any other shady empire of torment and debauchery, Balboa was arrested by Pizarro himself and executed. Oh, that's nice of them. Because you just need an excuse back then. You know, you say that man's not holy enough to be on this ground. They used to snap back then. They used to just fucking kill people left and right. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. And if you were royalty, man, you can get away with all kinds of yeah. killing. You never wanted royalty through your drive-thru. Yeah. No. Ever. Because if you fucked up the order, if they were waiting there too long, your whole place would be nuked. Or they could do sex with all of you. The, the, the... <laughs> They're yeah. going to have your babies, and you're a man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Royals love to do sex with people. Yeah. <laughs> Scary stuff, man. Scary times. Pizarro once again got tired of herding natives and cattle, so he weaseled his way into Panama and eventually teamed up with another jerk named Diego de Almagro. I thought you were going to say David Lee Roth. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> <laughs> All I heard in my head was, Panama. <laughs> <laughs> So they came up with a plan to form a company and conquer the land south of Panama. All the guys down at the bar said it couldn't be done. And they called it a lunatic idea. Pizarro even knew that the biggest prizes go to the biggest idiots. You guys remember Columbus? Yeah, he's a dummy. Yeah, everyone thought he was a jerk, but they weren't like 
right about that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he was a jerk, he was but a jerk. it doesn't mean you can't ruin whole countries full of people. Yeah, if you got the Nina, the Santas, Marias, and the Pentas, and you can fucking fuck shit up. Exactly. You don't always need... Like, if, if, <laughs> if you say, my goal is to be the biggest jerk over here, and then your friends go, you're a jerk, you, you did win. it. Yeah, it's kind of like a, it's kind of wash, you know. Yeah. When, when you do it, it's just like you did it, and if you don't, you're just like, yeah, what we tell you, you're a jerk. Andrew, you have a stupid shirt. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to be the biggest jerk. Well, you're you really hurt my feelings. <laughs> that was really fucking mean. I I'm right, I'm the biggest jerk. <laughs> All right, we'll turn off Travis's mic. I bought this shirt from Old Navy. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I think mine. Oh, my, my pants are from Old Navy. What's the '76 for, bro? Good year. Are you fucking '76 in or something? Yeah, <laughs> that's that new sex move. That's where you you put a dildo on your head and you face the other way, and there's just a woman next uh, to you. I gotta try that. <laughs> you just stand next to her with a yeah. dildo. Yeah, I thought it was under a, your chin. I thought yeah. it was a '69 with an amputee. <laughs> <laughs> so, Al Magro and Pizarro joined by the Spanish cleric. His name was Hernando de Luke, got permission from the governor and acquired two pocket-sized little baby ships that all the ladies were making fun of. <laughs> I love how you keep equating these ships to fucking penises. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's that dong, dude. <laughs> it makes sense, you know what I mean? People judge you by the size of your ship. Uh, same thing. It happens here, man. Look at these giant trucks that people are overcompensating with. What Travis was right. saying before, like, but back then it actually meant something. Yeah. Because it was like, it was like, how much weight do you pull? Oh, fuck yeah. And the size of your royalty. fleet is huge. Oh, I'm just sure. saying. Anyone could buy a fucking Chevy Blazer and blast <laughs> it up there. You know, like, that's normal today. You don't Not have to everybody do that. can buy a fleet of yeah. Chevy, Chevy Blazers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just saying, Andrew, you got nothing to worry about. You are an aircraft carrier. That's the longest, fattest, yeah, thickest big, big fat, ship. Thick <laughs> boat. <laughs> so these three jerks, they set sail November of. 1524, with 112 Spaniards, a few horses, and a few Indian servants. Shortly into the adventure, Almagro and Pizarro's ships took different routes. Because Pizarro was, like, pushing it a bit. Almagro's like, we still don't know what that land is. We can put it on a map. We got a map guy. How are they right. finding shit? I feel like they're all retarded. You know, like, like, the map was probably just like a giant squiggly line with an X at the end of it. <laughs> well, one thing I noticed, like, um, at the time, they would have to, they wanted to claim all this land. So yeah. like every few like every few miles they would go, they would send just, out people and they would sit over. there and they would see if it was worth claiming, and if not, they would kind of move along. But uh, they still yeah. like it's they're idiots. All these yeah. people are dumb because they're firstly they're not looking at this like a educational thing or understanding the world. They're just looking for gold and for slaves. Yeah, Shit. I'm just picturing this map done on the back of a paper friendlies uh, placemat. <laughs> It's <laughs> like clown yeah, cone. That was basically uh, American Vespucci. <laughs> you just showed me an old map. Yeah, I showed Mike a map from, from 1500s. Uh, I didn't think it would look America like America 1500s. Yeah. I mean, they were pretty close. It's, it's fucking wrong, but you know. it's wrong. But, <laughs> but, good try. Uh, yeah, good. I mean, for the fucking times, pretty Almost good like effort. Pangea. A for effort. Yeah. So Pizarro's crew sailed for a couple more weeks. And decided to get off the ship and walk around the jungle. They're looking for a specific destination. They're basically trying to find what they were calling Peru before it was Peru. Okay. 
Like where the Peruvian pan fl- clan flute is from. Exactly. They were just listening for that sweet music. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, they're like, wait, is that some world music playing? <laughs> 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 so if we, a week into walking into their destination and sharing some quality time with bees and mosquitoes, Pizarro realized that this was a terrible idea and decided to go back to the ship. So just a gone two weeks of walking in one direction like idiots, turning around. And once back on the ocean, the wind decided to take a couple weeks off, so the ship just kind of sat there for a while while the crew starved. This was (laughs) not a good adventure. Oh, I love spending quality time with bees. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. And the crew was all pissed off, and they were like, Hey, dude, we don't want to stay. So Pizarro agreed to let some of the men travel back with the provisions run, while Pizarro stayed back in a swamp with the cooler members of the crew. <laughs> swamp lounge. Swamp mm-hmm. boy. I'm just saying, though, if you're like an explorer, and you're like whining about, like, I want to go back. Like, where are you going to go back to? You're going to go back to a shithole, like... Like, city they built that's, like, still that's overrun with by, by bees? No, well, do, look at it this way. You're getting roped into an internship. <laughs> oh, yeah. You get nothing. They're not doing contracts with you. They're doing contracts with other ships, captains, things like that. You're a little man, and you're just out there. They'll be like, we'll get you some gold. You got, well, you got a little bit of gold when we find a gold. And half of these fucking trips don't even find gold. So they're just fucking these dudes over. And these guys are hot, and they're sweaty. They got bee stings. They got mosquitoes on them. <laughs> oh. They're not having a good time. I'm imagining somebody coming over from, you know, across the Atlantic and then having to fucking trek through a jungle, oh, you know, like, like, this is not a jungle with trails, you know what I'm saying? Like, you've been <laughs> through the forest, like, like, have you ever been through a fucking uncut forest, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. That shit is not easy to get through, you know? And also, there's no, no jungles in Europe, it's like, yeah. this right, is like, exactly. it's totally yeah. fucking this shit over Yeah, here. you got a forest at best, you can find a place to put up a hammock anywhere in England. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you got shit that can sting the shit out of you. You got like, jaguars. Yeah. Jaguars. Jaguars. (laughs) So when the provisional ship returned with less men and more dried fruit. Sorry, I hate getting stung by jaguars. (laughs) (laughs) That is the worst. Have you ever been stung by a jaguar? Stings. I I got a friend who got stung by a cat. (laughs) (laughs) He was trying to feed a a wild cat, uh, a wild main cat, uh, cheese. These cheese. These cheese (laughs) from, from Kraft Singles. <laughs> when you get a few a few beers and you try to feed a cat, you're done. Get stung by it. Yeah, no. good guy. Just good dudes get stung by cats. It happens. So the provisional ship returned with less men and more dried fruit. Great, and they carried south, hugging the coast. Within a few weeks, Pizarro got tired of being on the boat and decided to foot it again. He walked into the jungle, the foothills of the Cordorales Mountains where he was promptly attacked by natives and retreated back to the ship. Are these natives Incans? Not yet. Okay. After finding another area on the coast to explore for a while, Pizarro ran into El Magro. He wasn't doing too hot either. Pizarro wanted to keep exploring, but since he had no money and hated education, he sent El El Magro and Luke back up to northern Panama to ask the governor for more money and supplies. When they arrived, they were berated by a bunch of Statler and Waldorf calling them (laughs) hurtful names. Pizarro waited for the other guys, killing time by eating fish and trying to communicate with snakes or something. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yo, I want to find the gold. Show me the gold. Show me gold. <laughs> Show me gold. <laughs> Yo, leprechaun love up in there. I, I seen that play a leprechaun flute. What's that leprechaun? Yeah, yeah. Show me the gold. I saw him. <laughs> Almagro and Luke and a new dude named Ruiz who Wait, had done Luke. Some, well, the the cleric, the Spanish cleric. I'm his, doing a real bad job pronouncing his name. His, Luke Luke like Leclue. I'm just going with Leclue. Oh, okay, I was gonna say Luke. I was like, you got all these Spanish names and just Luke. Spanish name, but it looks like a French last name. And everything I've learned about French last names is that you don't pronounce most of the letters. L U Q U E. So Luke. <laughs> Close enough. Yeah. yeah. Who cares? Guy's fucking dead. Don't matter. It's 2019. What's your handle like? <laughs> Yo, Lukey boy, hot dong at twitter.com. So those two dipshits return with this new dude named Ruiz who had done some exploring already, and he even captured a couple of these Incans as proof of a golden city. The new crew sailed around and invaded some local hot spots for gold. When they wanted more supplies, they sent ships back up port, leaving Pizarro on a piece of shit island called Gallo. They left him there because back in the time, like I said to Mike before, if you were an explorer and you wanted to claim a piece of land, you kind of had to be there or have a settlement. So Pizarro was like, I don't fucking know how to read. I can't sign contracts. I'll wait on the island. (laughs) (laughs) So he ended up claiming Gallo, and uh, he put all of his crew at risk of starving to death again. And I'm pretty sure Gallo is nothing but like a turtle reservation today, so it was totally worth it. Wait, so he he's the captain of this ship, correct? And he's, he's just like, I'm gonna chill here on this yeah, fucking island. You guys he, do something. He's like a cat. He's like a co-captain of a fleet. Okay, like this is very very like sketchy areas of conquering right. the native lands. the The Spanish were just trying to get as much of this property as possible. Right. So, so they enlisted help. They, while this was happening, there were many other people trying to walk into the jungle. Sure. Like barefoot, thing, like yeah. a bunch of idiots, like <laughs> yeah. not even bringing water or anything and just going in and they come out either dead or stung by bees so bad that <laughs> they're stung dead by later. I just picture this guy as, you know, when you say captain, I think of him as like he's sitting shotgun on like a two brothers scrap metal truck. Like, uh, I'm yeah. captain. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's the guy who's registered and licensed to operate this machinery, but I uh, have a good idea what's going on here. (laughs) Amagro was actually having a hard time getting money from the governor and took way longer than expected, so a rescue ship was sent out. But Pizarro wanted to stay on Galo, which is just that turtle island with nothing in it. Why do you want to be there still? Well, when the boys returned to pick Pizarro up, he and his men, the crew were not happy. They wanted to leave again. Would you believe that shit? Well, yeah. Just bring this home to your friends and family, everyone, because we're talking about the line in the sand. Bizarro is probably one of the most famous people to u- draw the line in the sand. Oh, he actually did it? Yeah. Yeah. He was the first noted one in history. Now, there's a couple of biblical ones, but those don't count because that's a fiction book. It's fake. Yeah, that's like Lord of the Rings. Yeah, exactly. So Pizarro drew a line in the sand to offer, you know, here's the go side and here's the stay side. <laughs> he said, gentlemen, this line represents toil, hunger, thirst, weariness, sickness, and all the vicissitudes that our undertaking will involve. There lies Peru with its riches. Here, Panama in its poverty. Choose each man 
What best becomes a brave Castilian? Only 13 of the men continued with Pizarro, and the others left for Panama. Good. They're smart. I go to Panama, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, these are called the Dumb 13. <laughs> well, I call them that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying, though, in Panama, is that a song, David Lee Roth, I talked about before. Yeah. There's ladies in Corvettes. They've got, like, those triangle bras on, big-ass tibbies. Sweet right. drum right. solos. Boom! Yeah. Panama! Like, why yeah. wouldn't you go there? That's true, but also, you gotta think Peru, it's got tablecloths, like this one here. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, Peru... Very convincing argument. <laughs> right? As cool as Peru is, like, I, I just think of old women in, like, these patterns. Another thing I'd like to put into context for our listeners is that everyone in this story is dead now. So none of this matters. <laughs> <laughs> the journey continues. Pizarro, total nut job. And he decided to start building rafts and travel with his 13 men 75 miles north to an island called Gorgana. This island was dope as fuck. It had <laughs> plenty of fresh water, fruit, not the dried kind, real plump berries, oh, and shit. animals to eat. Kind of like Applebee's Endless Fruit. But on sand. They have Captain Crush? You know they did. He was Captain Crush. (laughs) You know Applebee's doesn't have any fruit. Like, that's like the one thing Applebee's doesn't have. They have an apple salad. No, they don't. I think they do. Mike lives on the the South Shore. He knows a lot about Applebee's. I'm always Applebee's. (laughs) All right, so they have apples. That's it. Because they're Applebee's, like, you know. They got lemons and limes for their gin and tonics. Yeah, okay. So sweet, sweet island, bro. You got apples, lemons, and limes. Right, so the provisional ship, they come down. They go, uh, just to backtrack and reiterate what just happened here, is that provisional ships come to save the guys on Galo, the shit island. Pizarro's like, all right. Here's a line, idiots stay, worse idiots go. So the worst idiots went, and now he's got 13 dudes, so they raft up to an island, 75 miles, right? So they're on this island, they're in good shape. And by this time, Amagro, the business partner, the one who could read... Oh, it's a good guy to back. have on board. Yeah, he convinces the governor to give them another ship and supplies to continue. What a smart boy. So Pizarro isn't shit out of luck. He just made this crazy jump 75 miles to Appleby Island <laughs> to be greeted by a, a fully stocked ship. Beautiful. Ready to go. Was it bigger than the other ones? Or are the ladies going to be like, <laughs> they're not laughing at, at yeah, Well, they're looking at an average size ship. Oh, average size ship. Nothing, nope. to, nothing to write home about. Act, no one's talking about it. Okay. And it's that's not a good thing. And it's not a bad thing. No, it's, it's just, just so, it does its job. It does its job. Better than a micro pinta. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's all about how you use the boat. That's <laughs> So shortly after leaving Gorgana, they found themselves right outside of the Incan Empire, because hell wasn't even that far the whole time. After a day of strategizing on the ship about how they were going to take this imp- Incan Empire that they're able to see from the shore, because they're able to see like some of these buildings that they had. Very impressive buildings. Yes, we would call them ruins. Back then, they would call them Staples Center. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Something like that. No, but those buildings, like, you know, they have the thing. My dad always goes off about this. If you look at Incan buildings, they got the stones so precise that modern technology cannot do it. Okay. And here, this For, is what firstly, I'm saying. When you say your dad always goes off on this, like, he does. How, how many times? A it's week? literally like every other time I come over, he talks about ink and fucking buildings. 
I'm not even joking. I'm like, man, plumbing. Right so, now. but like, I'm like, plumbing. I'm like this. All right, you would make that stone so fucking smooth, so right angle. If it was like that's all you did for your entire life. If you didn't do that, you're dead. Pretty much, right? It's a labor of life. You yeah. have to do it, or else you're not alive anymore. And that's not just the Incans. That's like every civilization. Slave stuff. Also, they paid some people to do it. Big, yeah. Big misconception. The Jews over in Egypt were paid. Yep. So you have these giant buildings that they're able to see from the shore. So they're out there strategizing. They're like, oh, we're going to go in there. And they wake up the next morning, and they see a few rafts filled with Incan warriors who had never seen a, a ship like this before. They had no, they couldn't compare it. They weren't able to say that's a tiny ship, like all the ladies. <laughs> so Pizarro welcomed them on board and gave them a tour. Then they invited him to come back and check out their cool place. It only seemed fair at the time, but we'll find out in the future this was actually kind of a bum deal. In their city, Pizarro saw so much cool shit. Like, hey, where are we going to put all this priceless gold and shit? I don't know, just throw it over there, because we got a lot of gold and shit. Don't even really need it, there's so much of it. Yeah, so he only had a few men come with him on this trip, and uh, he was like, alright, I don't have enough dudes to steal all their shit right now. I gotta steal all this shit. Because the Spanish are greedy people. They really are. They're mm-hmm. even today. I well, I don't <laughs> that's rough. No, no but, I, I don't know, but you know all right, look at, oh, it's no, in no. the plug. <laughs> look at this festival they have. It's the Mato Festival. That shit starts off. You have a grease pole with an entire ham on top of the pole. Mm-hmm. And everyone's trying to get to this top of the pole to get the ham. That's greedy. Yeah. You should just get the ham down, spread it out. Just go to a different town and buy a ham. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Though it's true. I mean, like, they're climbing up poles to get ham. They don't know how to speak anymore because, like, they had that one king that spoke with a lisp and they started all speaking in lisps. Do you guys know know this? In Barcelona, like, it's very, it's more common to find someone who speaks with a lisp than not. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I think Barcelona. (laughs) <laughs> they all sound like Fez from that 70s show. <laughs> but Pizarro is like, okay, this is what we're going to do. We're going to go figure out, we're going to go back. We're going to find out a way to come back and steal all this cool shit. This is a lot of cool shit. Because they liked it too. The Incans liked it. It wasn't just something they um they, they didn't see a value in. Right. There's like this misconception where like the... the Spanish came over here to steal this gold, which seemed worthless to the Incans. No, they're like us. They're just people. They see this rare product, and they're like, I want that one. I want it, okay? Yeah, people are raccoons without fur. Mm -hmm. We like shiny shit, and we touch it. Mm -hmm. We just want to touch it with our fingers. We want to put it in our mouths. We want to touch it. We want to staple it to our bodies. (laughs) We just want to, like raccoons. You see raccoons, they're walking around with piercings. It's like raccoons, (laughs) but also like rappers. You know, we we just want to staple all the gold to our bodies. (laughs) And I, for one, am all about that rap life. Yeah. I would love that. I will. I, I don't even want my real teeth. I want fake gold teeth. Oh, Let's get grills. so cool. Send me a Patreon Yo, can we gold. we get grills? Yeah, new Patreon grills. We're, we're upping all the Patreon gold. <laughs> oh, we're doing it. So Bizarro had now officially discovered Peru on paper, which is cool. And like I said, tablecloths. They got lots of them. But now he's got to get in there and take it. The tablecloths. <laughs> Preferably with as many men as possible. But he can't go back to Panama, where all the already established Spanish people and governors were there who would give money at the time because he kind of rubbed them the wrong way. 
by not being able to read and like living on sand. <laughs> really and weird. And he's probably afraid that he's going to steal his shit. Yeah. Some other dude's going to be like, that's mine now. That's a lot of trust mm-hmm. you got to have yeah. in them, you know? So either way, he figured this was the big one. So he'd go back to Spain and go right to Daddy and get help and all the resources he needed to get the job done right. So he sailed back to Spain, which took about 15 months. And as soon as Pizarro arrived in Spain, he was arrested for an old debt. (laughs) So he's in jail for a while, but he ends up getting his message through to some of the royal courts. And that made them super horny about, like, all this gold and shit. So they were all hornied up. And, like, King Charles V was like, hey, I like this guy's plan. So he got him out of jail. The two of them met up, and King Charles was like, "Uh, you're pretty cool, dude. But uh, let's uh, let's get some gold. Let's do it. So, <laughs> so he gets his blessing. He was horny as fuck. He lets Bizarro go. But at the same time, back at this at this point in Spanish history, it wasn't so simple because there were so many royals that you needed to like do this bureaucratic acrobatic routine to get blessings and money from like everyone. Tom, you're all you're saying is you just need to suck a lot of dick. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and you know whose dick he had to suck? Queen Joanna the Mad. <laughs> so, that dick. Queen Joanna the Mad was the grandmother of Charles II. Great-grandmother. Bam, history. Yeah. We have one episode Whoa. tying into another. This is a prequel without you even fucking knowing it. Yeah, bitches. <laughs> so the queen uh, didn't really like Pizarro at top of their meeting, but uh, he ended up smoozing after a few months. Sucking that vag. And she was, yeah, he was sucking that mass vag. And Pizarro ended up getting the blessing and a neat little title, which was Governor Captain General for Life. <laughs> I like that title. <laughs> Is that real? Yes. Oh, I'm not even kidding you. <laughs> Governor Captain General for Life? Yep. Damn. <laughs> That's some idiocracy shit. Yeah. He also got a nice little salary, which was pretty neat, but it wasn't enough to get everything he needed to get the boats going. So he also got his other body's cool little job titles, but he left that guy Almagro out because Pizarro's a dick. And he didn't... <laughs> Wait, uh, was this Sandboy, or is this the guy who was like, fuck it, I'm going back to... Almagro was the guy who was helping him out. Like, he was the one running back to Panama while right. he was trying to find Peru okay. and doing those little provisional things and actually doing a lot of the legwork. While... Logistics. Pizarro, yes. And Pizarro was just being mad and like, let's do this. I mean... Think about this. This was a pig farmer. Yeah, he's this is basically insane for the time. He's basically you know? Kanye. I don't think the Chicago school system is that bad. Yeah, he's not a pig farmer, but yeah, I'm just yeah, saying, yeah. like, he's not running any logistics. He just married a a Kardashian, like, like you know, like Pizarro had to suck off some royal dicks. You know what I'm saying? I see what you're saying, That's Travis. Right. Yeah, right. Yeah. Well, I mean, this is the way they did it back Royal then. Family yeah. You just, uh, you know, find the find the tallest guy, and suck his dick. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, and Kanye had to probably suck off Kim Kardashian's massive seven-inch clit. Huge clit. Giant. <laughs> Giants. <laughs> Damn. Damn. <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying. Just an earthworm coming yeah. out of that thong. <laughs> so he also made sure to get his brother's jobs too. Uh, his brothers Juan, Gonzalo, and Hernando. Hernando turns out to be a real son of a bitch and did a lot of Pizarro's dirty work from then on out. He was the enforcer, you know. He was the fucking ice man. He's letting it mm. go down, you know. Pizarro's just going in there all mad when he wants something done and he's just on his way to, like, you know, Chili's or something. He doesn't <laughs> have time to deal with shit. Uh, Hernando would stick behind and break people's fingers for him. <laughs> 
So after getting the money thing sorted out, Pizarro got three ships, two real big ones. Ooh, nice. Like, <laughs> wow. Low-hanging ships. And one small guy for the scraps. He got 180 men, 27 horses, and enough ammo to blow away an entire army of native dudes with poison arrows. Ugh. Pizarro. He's sailing, he's sailing across with his three ships. They get to Peru again. They could have just gone straight there to begin with, but imagine all this coast riding that was happening. Just absolute morons. So he gets to Peru, and the first thing he does is he sees a little civilization, and he gets all of his guys out of the ship, and they go and raid this town. And they ransack the shit out of these real, real poor people. Like, extra poor. Like, this village just sucks. Like this There's is nothing like, there. It was like punching a toddler in the face. Right. This ended up yielding nothing for Pizarro. And he lost a lot of good men. <laughs> oh, that's good. A lot of dumb idiots. And uh, now everyone, all of his Spanish men are dressed up in tinfoil and whatever the hell they were wearing. It was just like a bunch of nitwits that are now dying of heat exhaustion. You know, that's your troops now. And their first mission is you send them in on a bunch of hopeless guys and they throw rocks at you and you're dead. <laughs> Great. So one thing that did help Pizarro at the time was the Incans were in the middle of their own civil war, which... Like, you know, they're throwing mud at each other and whatever. And it's uh, it was a little bit more advanced than throwing mud, Tom. It honestly wasn't. Because I'm going to get into that. So we have that working for him. That the the Incans are battling each other already. But this this village that he had attacked, um, they were part of one of the sides of this civil war that was happening okay. in the Incan Empire. So all the people who were there just went off and told everyone that these people were coming. The Incan Empire has existed since the year 1250, when the first Incan, Mondo Copa, had made Cuzco his capital and began expanding his empire. By 1493, 30 years before Pizarro's arrival, they had conquered the whole of Peru, parts of Bolivia, and Ecuador, and a bunch of Chile as well. Dude, they I had love about Chile's. They had about 380,000 square miles. Wow. And the Incan army contained about 300,000 troops. Wow. Not a troop per mile. Pretty much. One troop per square mile. That's if you yeah. want to spread. Yeah. I always want to spread. Yeah, let's, <laughs> let's attack it. Spread it. Until you make it. So they had this great king, or uh, they called him a sun god, but how? Like I'm just going to call him an okay sun god. Because, uh, <laughs> it's the sun we're talking about. Here we go. Check out sun facts. Uh, his name was Huanya Kapak. 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 Yeah, Kapak. Kapak. Um, he was the, the god who... He was the guy who started all the shit. He was the number one Incan. He was like, yo... Oh, well, not the number one Incan, but right before Pizarro came over, he was the hot one. He was the dude ready to go. So, he died in 1524, and he decided to split the kingdom into two so each of his sons could feel more important. That's stupid. Yeah, well, I mean, teenage boys should have their own rooms. <laughs> <laughs> no, give them fucking bunk beds. They're, you're not special. You're sleeping above Brian. I don't care if he pisses a bed. You're going to sleep 
Blow him! <laughs> you, just, you can sleep above him, too, because he pees so strong, it'll go into the box spring, into your anus. You're going to sleep with your mouth open. <laughs> yeah, that's that Metallica song. Sleep with one mouth open, <laughs> sucking your brother's pee. Uh, oh, I got weird there, right? Sadness, right? Royals. The thing about being on the top bunk is uh, all the farts and stuff. Rise. Travel upwards. And yeah. Suck it all down <laughs> in your sleep. You look like you breathed in a lot of fart last night. You right? <laughs> so the two brothers were at a Holpa, who ruled the northern part of the Incan Empire, and Huascar, who basically ruled the dingy basement of the empire. Tom, you're really good with these pronunciations. Yeah, I'm working on it. It's way better than me. Well, being a real hero... Atahulpa decided to take the basement from his brother in a vicious march. He ended up capturing his brother and putting him in a closet until he died. Wow. True story. Is that true? Really? Tra- trapped in the closet. Well, okay, so the basement is an actual, it's like half yeah. of an empire, oh, but shit, you know, yeah. I'm just making fun of a house. What's the metaphorical <laughs> closet here? Yeah. It's just a prison, you know, behind a rock, <laughs> in a cave somewhere, okay, no it. friends. Yeah. Correctional facility. Yeah. Atahulpa had heard about the rival of these Spanish men riding large, non-boneheaded llamas wearing shiny hats. And he wasn't all too worried about it. He thought they were pretty cool. Atahulpa's all about it. Who wouldn't? Yeah. Llamas with shiny hats? That's right. Well, well, I mean, the, the men, the Spaniards, you know? So we got Atahulpa. He's, he's responsible for the civil war against his brother. Uh, he's just lost a bunch of troops for re- really no reason, because they're just fighting over corn and rocks. Yeah, <laughs> and now you have Pizarro. He's pulling in right into the picture right after Adolfo kills kills his brother and claims all of the empire again. Right. So he's weak. He's very weak at this point. And Pizarro had about a hundred and ten foot soldiers, sixty seven horse troops, and only twenty of those were armed. Should we now wait for reinforcements before we go into this? No, fuck that. Yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, we're talking about pigs. We're talking about sucking others. We're talking with about our dicks hard. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like he had a little inside scoop. He understood what the lay of the land was. He's got all these. He's got sixty-seven horse troops. Come on, dude. Uh, <laughs> dude, they got llamas. Yeah. So he, he pondered the dilemma, and he was well aware of Atahulpa and his excess of forty thousand warriors at his command. What to do? What to do? Just as Andrew said, he just went for it. In no time at all, his tiny forces were descending the Andes into Kajamaka, which is the place where Atahulpa was living. Uh, okay. So you got all these, you got, you got a bunch of horses, a bunch of dickheads with guns coming down the mountain. Go, we'll take 40,000 of you. No problem. Uh, no. Yeah, just hard Please. as hell. Espanol playing their, like, Spanish guitars. <laughs> you know, with the, they have... I imagine all these guys have one hand that has really long nails and it looks weird. Yeah. And they're I'm, like, I'm this is how I can fire my gun faster. I use my fingernails. Pew pew pew. <laughs> sugar fingers right there. So as they're coming down the Andes in the in their attempt to make the first move, Pizarro and his men were met by Atahulpa, who had basically heard them coming because this is his land. Yeah. And he he's like, Well, uh, hey, hey. Hey. This is some cool llamas. <laughs> this is really cool. I like your hats, guys. Yo, those are strong-ass llamas. What are, you, what are you doing with those sticks? Oh, man, look, look, oh, this is awesome. You guys are cool. Let me show you around. So he does this. Atahulpa is getting attacked 
by Spaniards, and he sees it as a greeting. So he brings all of the foot foot soldiers and horsemen in, and they went in. Pizarro and his men, they like figured it out quick. They were like, "Okay, let's not be hostile. We're about to. We're we're gonna get in." You know? Yeah, if you get in, and then you could be a dickhead on the inside. Yeah, exactly. Like, they're they're being shown around the place, like Joe Pesci in Home Alone, when he's the cop, you know, the cop. <laughs> yeah, when he's scoping the scene. Yeah, that's Pizarro right now. Right. He's this like, is like, this is like uh, CPR that we learned. You survey the scene, and you go, yeah. are you okay? Are you okay? Yeah, exactly. They're walking around. Uh, Pizarro's like, well, uh, this is pretty great. Everything looks good here. Merry Christmas, kid. <laughs> and then, like, you know, it gets a little later, and they're like, right. I hope the Incans are going to lay some booby traps. They have a Michael Jordan cut Dude, out. I wish. I uh, fucking wish. Because history would be a lot different right now. Would have been so cool if this was the original M1. <laughs> uh, if on. they had watched this movie, yeah, what? if the Incans had come any on. idea what Macaulay Culkin was up to at these times, <laughs> right, so they, gonna, they would be a lot more privy yeah, to this invasion. I'm, I'm going to pray to Will Smith, the new genie. <laughs> there was a new genie. Send the Incans a VCR and a TV. And a, and a copy, copy of, of Home Alone. On VHS. On VHS. <laughs> what do you think the world would look like? Dude, we, we would be like... We would all have personal Flying llamas. Flying cars, you think? Flying you know, llamas? No, personal llamas, dude. Well, let's Pers- put it this way. We'd Venez- all have BB guns. Venezuela either. probably wouldn't be as fucked as they are now. Yeah. Yeah, true. On a serious note, and on a not-so-serious note, I think we'd all have free Gogurt subsidies. <laughs> and right. we'd have bees yogurt. for pets. They could learn English and Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to eat a shrimp. <laughs> That's right. So, Pizarro's like, hey, it's getting light. Thanks for showing showing us around. Uh, how about if I show up tomorrow and you and me talk? Just you and me. And Adaholpa's just like, you guys are the coolest. Like, I can't fucking believe you got these llamas that are super big. They're horses, obviously. If you haven't picked that one up by now. You saw about horses. Never seen horses before. Because they're no. not indigenous to the area. They got llamas, which are pretty useless. Because you can't even ride a llama. Not really. You, you make know, a sweater out of them. You yeah, do that with the horse. They'll spit at you. <laughs> you, can, you can do, like, dentistry practice on them because their faces are all fucked up. Yeah. I don't think they can bear much weight, though. No, they can't bear anything. You yeah. throw 30 pounds on them, they're dead immediately. <laughs> so, I don't llamas. I'm just saying the bear is native. Like, uh, this is all right. Imagine if you landed in North America, they would have bears. That's true. But also, no. Moral of the story. You got bears on the East Coast. Right? Yeah, but they wouldn't exactly be showing them. to like, oh, I see I see your big bear. Check out you my big bear. You don't know. We had the Iroquois up here. We didn't have the Incans. The Incans would be like, check out my bear, bro. Oh, so you mean if the Incan folk, the, the yeah. that, those industrious types were like, we got bears under wrap. Check it out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or are like, oh, cool fucking llama you got there. I got a fucking bear that I ride around. This is true. <laughs> I can't. I, I can't argue that. That's a valid point. I'm. I'm really drunk right now, and I'm really deep in a history story. <laughs> uh, so I'm not apologizing. I'm just gonna power on. So Pizarro didn't end up actually showing up the next day. He just sent a letter th- to a messenger to Atahualpa, telling him that he lacked courage to be noble, and his empire wasn't even that cool anyway. Wait, how are these people communicating? This um, is like, this is, I've always had this question because... So, be, uh, okay, so you, I know I only mentioned him briefly, but there was an explorer named Ruiz who was involved in this at some point. Okay. He actually had captured Incas. 
and they the knew language. They knew, well, not that they learned the language. They just had translators the whole time. Oh, okay. So they bring people. So th- they knew of Incans going into this, but they didn't know the Empire. Oh, okay. So they had two Incans ready to go. All right. Just spitting Give them Spanish fire. lessons. Yeah, who, yeah. Really? I mean, like, that's got to be the most nerve-wracking job in the world. Oh, yeah. Because if shit goes wrong, for some reason, you're the problem. And you get stabbed in the butt. I mean, that's what I feel about Duolingo when I walk into a gas station in a different country. Yo necesito una mesa para dos personas, por favor. Nice. Uh, I don't know what you said. Go hard with that Duolingo. (laughs) So Adahopa was like pissed off because he just got this message saying that he was a bitch. Like a fucking solid bitch. And, And Pizarro was there the day before going, this place is neat. You, you're neat, too. Like, you have two guys going, you're neat. Like, doing finger guns at each other and shit the whole day. And then all of a sudden, he gets a messenger saying, uh, yeah, Pizarro thinks you're full of shit. You're, you're, you're a garbage man. So, <laughs> nothing against uh, waste management. No, waste management, they have an excellent job. Yeah, so Adahope is pissed. So, he takes 6,000 unarmed warriors to confront Pizarro and show him who's who. And when he came before Pizarro... A Dominican friar just popped out of nowhere. His name was Valverde. And he chucked a big old Bible in out of Hulpa's hands and told him to renounce his own divinity and learn something about Jesus like a real man. I'm sure Ooh. he did just that. Uh, <laughs> you would think, but he actually threw a hissy fit. <laughs> and then as soon as Adahopa, with the Bible in hand, threw it on the ground and started yelling in whatever tongue they were speaking at the time, Pizarro whistled real loud and a bunch of Spanish forces started shooting. Oh, God. You're talking about guys with guns just slaughtering these 6,000 unarmed warriors like it's their fucking job. And the Incan's defense, like I said, if you're unarmed, you're unarmed. You know the saying, you don't bring a knife to a gunfight? Well, this is like, just bring anything to a knife-gun cannon fight. Right. If they they were arranged, if they were arranged and not just like getting blindsided... Maybe they might have done some damage. You know what I mean? Well, they they never heard any gunfire. They didn't know right. what that was. Probably, what the fuck is so that thing? They just saw tall dudes on fucking horses wearing tinfoil. Yeah. And they're like, this is amazing. These guys are awesome. These guys are like, I don't know, like, they're, they're like a bunch of uh, Logan Pauls. Like, look how cool <laughs> this dude is. His hair is bleached. He's they're on the vlogging. side of the microphone. Oh, He's talking to me. He says, what's up, YouTube? And, you know, it's like the same shit where... They thought they can get along. Why are you going to Logan Paul, dude? Because he sucks. <laughs> I know, but you could have gone to, like, Rey Mysterio. That's a Mexican wrestler. <laughs> yeah, but he's spooky. <laughs> he is spooky. And he's good on the ropes, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'll give him a lot favorites. more credit than Logan Paul. So, either way, we got 6,000 unarmed troops being fucking destroyed by Pizarro's 120 men with weapons. And they had swords, too. Like, these Incans didn't even think to bring swords. Right. This is how removed they were from the modern world. You know, we want to talk about, like, savages and stuff, and you can almost understand why they would think that, because they didn't have some of the even basic things that the Europeans had for hundreds of years at this time. Right. These people aren't savages. They just lived a different lifestyle. But when, when you're that fucking retarded, everyone's a savage. Well, there is an excellent book that is being disputed right now in the archaeological community called Guns, Germs, and Steel by Jared Diamond. Go and read that. And that all talks about why the Europeans had an advantage. Oh. Suck on my dick. 
<laughs> okay. <laughs> no? <laughs> what? You saying no to me? I'm going to eat that shrimp. <laughs> I don't think that bears any weight on Andrew's answer. You eating a shrimp. Yeah, well, it's that, you can hear it so well. No, oh, no, that, uh, yeah, that's a thing. <laughs> <laughs> so Pizarro ended up kidnapping Atahulpa. After all of his men were basically dispersed, you know, when they didn't know how to handle any of the gunfire. We're talking about like a thousand dudes dead and five thousand being like, oh, fuck, these guys got magic. We're out of here. So they start running away and like trying to run, you know, run next to llamas because you can't run on. Them. You <laughs> yeah. can't, you can't ride them away. You can run next to them. Like bulletproof vests. Right. Follow me. It's good. I mean, if they invented parkour, they probably could have ran out of the llama. Sick flips over the llama. Yeah. So after, llama this way. <laughs> so after a couple of weeks in captivity, Atahulpa started to barter for his own life. He told Pizarro about a temple where he had enough gold stuff. To, like, basically pack a hundred llamas. But Pizarro was like, I want more than that. I want way more than that, dog. So, eventually, the gold started coming in as they were arguing and trying to barter for his life and shit. But, um, it wasn't as much as Pizarro thought it was. It, it was, I guess it was a moment where Pizarro was like, this isn't Scrooge McDuck. He's got a limited gold. It's very limited. Yeah. We're not having fun here. He's not diving in swimming pools. You know, he's making a couple couches life, out of it. Life is not like a hurricane here in Duckburg. Yes. So, although he agreed to eventually let Atahulpa go after ob- obtaining lots of gold, Pizarro, right before he decided to let him go, he decided to put Atahulpa on trial for 12 crimes, including adultery and worshipping false, false gods. Wait, why is he putting this bitch on trial? Because he wanted to kill him, but he wanted to barter with him first. So he was basically like, hey, I'll let you go if you give me a shit ton of gold. And Adahulp was like, gold, I'm doing my best. And then so his men start bringing in shit tons of gold. And they got like a ship's load of it. Like they don't even know if they can make it back to Spain. They're just packed up to the gills. So Pizarro's like, I'm going to make good. Oh, wait a minute. Uh, legal issues. You're on trial now. What a douchebag. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what a dick. Right? Oh, God. This guy probably doesn't even know what trial means. No, he doesn't. He's He doesn't know <laughs> anything. So um, so immediately because we're under the Catholic Church, Adahopa thinks he's uh, a sun god descendant, so they're trying him for that. He's a false god. Easy. Nailed him. (laughs) (laughs) Got him. And also adultery, because they were a polygamous culture. So lots and lots of wives, like, just hanging out. So he's like, you can't do that, dude. Can't can't have that. Can't have fun. The sun god gets fucking tons of ink and pussy. Yeah. Yeah. This is Christianity. So, you can't have fun! Yeah, exactly. So we're dealing with that, and they put him through a trial that I'm sure Adahulpa had no idea what was going on, and his slap on the wrist was being burnt alive. Oh, oh my so, god. Oh, fucking Christ. He's yeah. got you all this gold, and you just burn him alive? Just burn him the what fuck alive. Because this is Pizarro we're talking about. He's a very shitty guy. Now, I know I, I maybe have been uh, a little bit of fun with it. I have a little fictional uh, experience for everyone, but... He's a Pizarro, scum. scum. Yeah, yeah he's yeah, hot Jeez. Yeah. You got that clam helmet on. Oh, dude. And uh, Pizarro is also a creep, by the way, because Atahulpa's wife... Well, firstly, Atahulpa is also a creep, because Atahulpa had a 10-year-old wife. Oh, jeez. Pizarro thought that was hot. Uh, that's kind of <laughs> fucked up. And he took her prisoner, and following his execution, she was taken to Cuzco, which is the capital city of the Incan Empire, mm-hmm. and was given a new name of 
Donna Angelina. <laughs> and by 1538, she was known to have borne Pizarro's two sons, Juan and Francisco. This is a 10-year-old. Oh, my God. Well, at, what, at what age What age was she at in 1538? 12. This was uh, probably right. about 12 or yeah. so. Yeah. 12, 13. So, so the man that called the, the Incan guy a fucking savage is like, yeah, I bang that 12-year-old. <laughs> I'm not a savage. Yeah, give me that wife. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> gross. Like, Atahopa had his own fucked up shit with that, but that was, like, a different cultural thing. Yeah. And I'm not saying it's cool. No. But what I'm saying is that now you're invading the culture, and you're bringing the word of Christ, and you're kind of cherry-picking what you want to bring over from uh, Spain and all the list-speaking dope-dopes. Yeah. You know? So Pizarro and his men ran amok all over the major cities of Incan Empire, the biggest being Cusco, the capital, like I just mentioned. The governor of Cusco was Manco. He was uh, Atahulpa's brother, one of his other brothers. Because, you know, these guys, they fuck, you know? Yeah. So they got, like, loads of brothers. It just happens that way. So Almagro, he's back in the picture. He wanted to be more in there. So he asked Emperor Charles to give him more authority and break him off from Pizarro's command. So Charles said okay and went promptly back to the hot tub without even giving them any more information. <laughs> so Pizarro and Almagro end up splitting Cusco, like, just kind of on a whim. Like, hey, you govern that side, I govern this side. Like, yeah, just right in the middle. Just, like, th- this is a recipe for morons to make even worse decisions. While that was happening, Manco, the city's former leader, made his way into the forest to paint with all the colors of the wind and work on guerrilla <laughs> warfare tactics. Oh, that's, yeah, I mean, this probably is, this, the best tactics you can do. This was the dude that was second in command, but he was an Incan. He was an Incan who uh, was in charge of Cusco, which was the capital. Okay. While his two other brothers were going through that civil war, he still held down the main city and was the governor, uh, or what we would call governor. So he's like the Jeb Bush. Kind of. <laughs> you guys ever seen the movie Emperor's New Groove? You know, yeah. I kept thinking of that <laughs> while I watched, while I was doing research, and I never actually saw it. Really? I just remember really? the imagery. Oh, that's cool. Movie. I think there was a llama in that, wasn't yeah. there? Yeah. He turns into a llama. And the Emperor big guy, Cusco. the big guy was the tick. Yeah. Patrick Warburton. Pizarro's men were being taken out slowly by Manco and his man company. When Pizarro sent a, a messenger to meet up with Manco. And try to, like, you know, be like, hey, let's not be killing each other anymore just because I killed your brother over a little bit of gold. Uh, Let's talk about it. So he sends out a messenger to go give him this message. And Manco just killed the guy. Oh, my God. (laughs) So, of course, kill the messenger. You know how he killed him? No, not really. I'm in the forest. Probably a... Lots of bee stings. Poisoned fucking arrow. (laughs) (laughs) Poisoned bees and arrows. Very likely. So, since this was Pizarro's favorite messenger, supposedly, I, I just wrote that in. I don't think that was the case. But um, he ended up capturing one of Manco's many child wives and tying her to a tree, beating her to a pulp, and shot her full of arrows. Kind of like an unsexy Clive Barker movie. Uh, yeah. Wait, this is Pizarro doing this. Pizarro did this after his messenger was killed by Manco. That's, you know, I yeah. mean... Come on. Well, I mean... These people, these people, these Spaniards are coming in and saying, these savages, 
savages. Yeah, and then putting <laughs> and then putting a little girl against the tree and shooting her with arrows after beating the shit out of her. Yeah, they're horrible people. These I are, mean, I got I got nothing but but disdain for these folks. They're not very nice at the end of the day. No, yeah, real jerks. Real, <laughs> real jerks. So the Incan Empire was in shambles, and by now the Spanish had sent over, like, way too many big ships that were ready to fuck more shit up, because they saw the gold. They got this stuff. There was a lot of infighting amongst the Spanish, especially between his brother Hernando, which I mentioned before, and El Margro, the half-governor. So Bizarro set up a sweet little double-crossing scheme to get rid of El Margro once and for all. He told El Margro that he had sent Hernando to Spain to talk shop with the emperor. Then he picked a quick battle with him and his men, so they're fighting each other on the city borders. But while Amargo was defending himself against Pizarro, Hernando popped out from behind a bush or something and captured him and later executed him. So Amargo's gone. Ah. He's dead. What a dumb. So you got this whole city, it's just falling apart. Spanish people now hate Pizarro too because he fucked everything up, because it could have been somewhat more peaceful or organized. But instead, recapping just 10 minutes ago, he's coming down the Andes Mountains saying, I'll take all this stuff while you're sleeping, basically. And it not working. Well, it doesn't work because he's coming down the Andes playing the Peruvian panpipe. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> he's trying to do a sneak attack, but he's like... <laughs> and then all of a sudden, like, everyone's sleeping. They're like, what's that sound? And then he tries to throw his, like, Peruvian coat... His cape over their faces. Go back to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> and then they just kill him. Scary, man. So Bizarro thinks he's like hot shit at this point. And he kind of is because he pretty much discovered Peru and he fucked it up by himself with a few men. Kinda. And everything's ruined. You got all this crazy stuff happening. And more and more Spanish people just keep coming in, taking their share. And some of those people who came in were actually Almargo's fanboys. Mm. So. Well, also, alongside of him actually fucking shit up, you also have the Incan population being devastated by basic diseases that the Europeans had brought in. I didn't cover that at all, but that's very true. But yeah, basic diseases like, you know, the common cold or like things like smallpox, which was a big problem. So like you've got these people getting murdered by guns, but then like, you know, the whole blanket shit. You know, oh, yeah. they're getting, yeah. like, diseases that they never had that, like, us as a European would be like, yeah, whatever, I'll just sneeze it out. Right, so, sneeze it out. So, so like, have, they're like, no! You I have all smallpox these... works that way. Well, yeah, but, like, I don't know, I feel like almost, like, smallpox existed in Europe, but you could still almost get over smallpox. <laughs> yeah. Well, you have these, it's, like you said, the common cold was just more uh, right. detrimental to these native Incan people. So you have Pizarro, he's on top of the world in his own head. He's just like, look at all the shit I did. And everything's burning around him. He's a psychopath. He doesn't know how to read. And he definitely can't read the temperature of the room because everyone wants him fucking dead at this point. But he thinks it's all gravy. Uh, someone asked me a question. When did this idiot boy touch his own penis and fall down forever? Okay, so on June 26, 1541. That's when. <laughs> <laughs> Pizarro heard a plot to kill him. He heard of it through his men. But he didn't take much notice of it because he just king shit. He's like, ah, who's going to mess with me? I'm on a Peruvian mountain that's made out of other people's hard work. 
<laughs> I'm I'm killing it. I'm the on the top of a building right now. No one's gonna bother me. So just a few hours later, a bunch of conspirators stormed Pizarro's fortress and treated him like a human pincushion, and now he's dead. Ooh. Wait, by uh, pincushion you mean like poking him with swords? Yes, exactly. <laughs> just kept blasting him with swords. Just let it rip into him. He's getting poked in and out. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So that's how Pizarro died, and. Uh, if you didn't know about Pizarro, you're not alone. A lot of us didn't even know this, but uh, he he kind of created uh, modern-day Peru and uh, a few other places as we know them and destroyed a lot of indigenous people. Um, he was a slimy cocksucker. Yeah, exactly. So, you, you know, take that home with you. Well, also, I mean, uh, I like the whole term of, uh, this is my liberal showing, discovered. Because he didn't <laughs> discover shit. Yeah. There's already people there. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like you just like we discovered Antarctica. Well, the people because, that were already there. I don't know if you could say they discovered it. They were just well, they they were there. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know, I know. They were they That's were like saying you discovered fucking Huntington Hospital when you were born in it. I, well, right, but those people were there. It wasn't like there was like the humans discovered this area. It was like no, like the humans discovered Antarctica because all that's there is like happy happy feet. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah, pangans. Yeah. But like, there's already humans in South America. You know what I mean? Right. Well, I see, the- what you're, I see what you're saying. I mean, I, I can, I think that people could make a case that it was you know, still discovered, it was discovered okay. by you know for the first time by European outside fucking yeah. civilization. Yeah. The Western, uh, and yeah. it takes balls to fucking go that far. You know. For sure. Yeah. I mean, oh, I yeah. They also had a lot of incentive. I mean, Western Europeans are horrible people. Yeah, I mean, people are fucking ruthless, man. God damn. Yeah, right? Everywhere. Some really fucked up torture methods yeah. of killing people. Yeah, people complaining about, like, oh, you know, fuck, how dare you call my cat a he? You know, <laughs> how dare you misgender my cat? It's like, uh, well, you know, you go back a couple hundred years and it's like, you were fucking, you were a human pincushion from You're Power a witch. <laughs> Yeah, if you were standing on a piece of property that someone wanted to. Quote, discover. <laughs> you were fucking. Yeah, you were catching some fucking poison arrows in the. In the yeah. yeah. When you know well, history, uh, things become a little more humble. Oh, yeah. Life. So, uh. Like, you, you know, that. Jerry over there, he's got all of his fucking Christmas lights up. <laughs> I'm gonna go discover his ass. <laughs> so yeah. my children can sleep. And I'm not saying that we don't have problems today, but holy moly, do we have it a lot better here. Yeah. Especially the people from whence our problems are apparently coming from. Yeah. yeah. Did that sentence make sense? I don't know. I'm drunk. Sense. From when? whence yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, so look, we're going to sign off, I guess. Do we want to talk about anything else before we sign off? It was Travis's birthday. We got shrimp. Happy birthday, Happy birthday Travis. Travis. So much shrimp. Thank you, guys. I eat a shrimp. I eat. This is live shrimp. <laughs> I got a beer, I got a beer can stuffed with fucking <laughs> shrimp. <laughs> Anybody want to sip of this? Yeah, dude. Oh, the finest. The only the finest of Red Lobster employees would drink that. <laughs> no, I think Bizarre was a piece of shit, and uh, I think in the future maybe we should do his little his little predecessor, uh, Columbo. Definitely do the Columbus at some point. Yeah, for sure. I want to wait until Italians start being mad. (laughs) (laughs) They heard him, man. I yell at them on Facebook. It's like the one dad thing I do every year. 
on Christopher Columbus. I know, you're so embarrassed. And I yell, I yell, I scream about Columbus Day. We have a statue in our town. This man is a genocidal maniac. I unfollow Travis for like a week, like around Columbus Day. Because I'm just, yeah, here we are, you know, still still figuring it out. This is our first time living, everyone. Keep that in mind before you decide to be assholes. And also, keep in mind that we have records of serious assholes like Pizarro. So let's all take a seat. Yeah. All right, with that, thanks for listening to Roast Mortem Podcast. I- I'm drunk. Happy birthday. Shrimp's good. Pizarro's bad. <laughs> shrimp is excellent. Thank you guys for the shrimp. Uh, yeah, for Andrew, I want to thank you for sitting in while Cody uh, wasn't able to make this one. Well, thank you. Thank you guys for having me. And uh, aloha to Cody. Yes. Uh, do you have anything uh, you want to, you know, uh, what was that called again? Plug. 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 <laughs> uh, I mean, not particularly if anybody out there cares to follow try and follow me on instagram i'm, I'm uh, at corny unholy uh and i i'm private i might let you follow me <laughs> if, you, if you prove to me that you're not a robot sex lady well i don't I know hate those. i'm just saying if you are a robot sex lady don't go to him go to me i'm travis yeah. legion with two e's on mike, instagram and twitter mike where did the robot sex ladies find you oh they just follow you no where do they find you in particular? Oh, they, oh they, fi- they find oh. you uh, <laughs> at Mike Regan with two N's. Awesome. And uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Saunched, S-A-U-N-T-C-H-T. And you can follow us collectively at Cast on Twitter and Instagram. And you can shoot us a Gmail at RoastMortemPodcast.gmail. You could also, we have a Facebook. Facebook. We don't really check that that much, so don't bother. If you check Facebook a lot, <laughs> whatever, you got things going on too. But uh, we also got a Patreon. So if you listen to the show and you like it, uh, help us out because we're broke. Yeah, uh, we're also going to be doing a live performance at the O2 Arena and also Madison Square Garden. Yes, we're broke, but we still got some <laughs> nice contracts. Great, great managers for other people. I don't know. All right, thanks again for listening. Tom, speak for yourself. I'm a very wealthy old white man. <laughs> very wealthy. Yeah, a- Andrew's retired already. Yeah, It's cool. I can't wait. Peace, everyone. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Peace. Yeah. my Happy birthday to you. Oh. Happy birthday, dear Travis. Happy birthday to you. Oh, yeah. Man. Oh, 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 this is oh, 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 this is the best idea. That's a fresh shrimp right there. Oh, also, you can't have a birthday without crab cakes and clams. (laughs) Oh, Oh, hell yeah, so much seafood. Maybe maybe crab cakes there and all the clammies. Fuck yeah, clammy boys. Oh, hell yeah. Damn, nice. (laughs) Seafood. It's, it's, the, so nice. it's the 19th, right? Day before Hitler's birthday? Yeah, day before Hitler's birthday. Yeah, that's what I always say. Yeah. Well, it's 420. Well, that's not Travis made me remember. Yeah, 420, 420. when Hitler got stoned. It was- <laughs> <laughs> so At nice. the same time. Too tall, too tall.